Hello everyone, welcome back in our series about God's revelation. Last thing we talked about last time with His Grace Bishop Yusuf was the Ark of the Covenant that appeared into heaven when the temple was opened. And like we heard from His Grace that the Ark represents the humanity and the divinity of Christ. Just like we say in the Sunday Midnight Praises, there is a lot of mentioning about this uh, arc in specific. So this may be an introduction to what's going to come to in this chapter, that this is the incarnation of Christ and how Christ is going to support his church in the generations or eras to come. So the first thing in this chapter uh, talks about a woman and this woman was clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet and... She had a crown of 12 stars. So who is that woman? In Thursday, Theotokia, the last part of this Theotokia, speaks about this woman and says that the woman is Saint Mary, mother of God, and she is clothed with the sun. The sun is God himself. So clothed with the sun because the Holy Spirit dwelled upon her the power of the Most High overshadowed her, and the sun condescended and took flesh from her. And the moon under uh, her feet, according to Thursday, it says the moon is St. John the Baptist, and the 12, the crown with the 12 stars represent the 12 apostles. This is actually the liturgical interpretation of this vision. But the church fathers have another interpretation which is not contradicting with this i will explain how they say this woman represents the church the bride of christ and that's why it's closed with the sun because we we live here in communion with the holy trinity mm. we are children of god the father through the marriage to his son jesus christ by the work of the holy spirit in the sacraments of the church. So that is the church with the Son in communion with the Holy Trinity. Yeah. And the moon represents the believers, the saints, because the moon re uh, reflects the light of the sun. We, we are like the moon who reflects the light of Christ. God. We in ourselves are dark. We have no light. The moon in itself doesn't have any light. Mm. So the light, when we see the moon has light, this light is the reflection of the sun. In the same way, when God said to us, you are the light of the world, because we reflect the light of the sun. And the crown and the 12 stars are also represent the church of the Old Testament and the New Testament. Uh, in the Old Testament, uh, we have the 12 tribes. tribes and the New Testament, we have the uh, 12 apostles. So here actually, how can we reconcile the Theotokia of Thursday with what actually we read here? Saint Mary is the mother of God. Mm. And all of us who are the children, spiritual children of Saint Mary. So if we say the church, the woman symbolizes Saint Mary, and symbolizes the church, there is no contradiction here because St. Mary is our spiritual mother. And when we say John the Baptist is the moon 
and we said the moon represents all the believers, then it's the same. John the Baptist is one of the believers, and John the Baptist in, in himself, he is the link between the Old Covenant and the New Covenant. And the 12 stars represent the church in all ages, in the Old Covenant and in the New Covenant. And when we say represent in Theresia, represent the 12 apostles, it's the same meaning. As I said, number 12 represent the New Covenant Church and also the Old Covenant Church because the 12 tribe in the Old Covenant and the 12 apostles. And it is called now a great sign appeared in heaven because the church is a heaven on earth. Our Father is in heaven. We say, Our Father who art in heaven. We have heaven citizenship. We speak the language of heaven, which is praising God. And our inheritance is the heavenly inheritance. And our bride, groom, Jesus Christ, he ascended and seated us with him in the heavenly places, as St. Paul said. That's why he said, I saw a sign appeared in heaven. Then there is another sign in verse 3 it says there appeared another sign in heaven about the red dragon having seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns upon his head. The dragon represents Satan and the red fire red represents the blood because he will shed the blood of the martyrs he will persecute the church and as if he is drinking or smeared with the blood of, of the martyrs. The seven heads and the ten horns are actually seven kingdom and ten kings that actually Satan will use them in persecuting the church at the end of the days. Mm. So there will be seven kingdoms and ten kings they persecute the church. And then he has seven diadems on his head because the seven kingdom crowned Satan to be their king. So as if they put this crown on, on his head to be their king. So they are in the kingdom of darkness. They are in the kingdom of Satan, not in the kingdom of God. So they work with his power. Yes. Then actually in verse 4, it's something that's a question mark. When it says, and his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven, does that mean that Satan will have power over the people of God? Or uh, what does this mean? The stars here could represent the angels that fell with Satan. We know that Satan was archangel. And when he fell, he actually, many, many angels fell with him who are now the demons. Also, the stars can be people who are righteous, but they are deceived by the teaching of the, the devil. They were not cautious, they were not watchful. That's why, although they were stars in the church, but unfortunately, they were deceived by Satan mm. and by the false teachers and by Antichrist. That's why they fell to earth. Then in verse 5, we hear about a child. child is born. So who is that child? As you mentioned in the beginning, the Ark of Covenant in, in chapter 11 can be 
a symbol of the incarnation. So now it's a history of the church. So this child is the Lord Jesus Christ, God who became man. And he is born from the church. Mm. He is born because if we said St. Mary, this woman represents St. Mary or the church in general. So he is born from the church. And here the dragon wants to devour her child. He wants to kill him. And, and the Lord Jesus Christ was crucified yeah. on the cross. And the description of this child go hand in hand with Psalm 2. Psalm 2 prophesies about how the Lord Jesus Christ will rule all nations with a rod of iron. So here it says, she bore a male child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron, and her child was caught up to God and to his throne. This about after he was crucified and died and buried and rose from the dead, he ascended to heaven, caught up to God. This was the ascension of the Lord Jesus Christ, while the church, the bride of Christ, is still on earth struggling and fighting and being persecuted until her witness would be fulfilled. Then in verse 7 we hear about uh, a different story. There was a war in heaven, Michael and his angels fought with the dragon and they defeated them. So the question here is we're talking about the history of the church and the story of our salvation from the beginning unto the end. How does this belong to that story? Is this the story of Michael fighting the devil like before the before like man was created? Yes. I think here, although it is said an war broke in heaven, you know, in heaven it's above time. It's not under the time of earth mm -hmm. because it's outside the realm of time. So John, while he is seeing the church being persecuted by the dragon, also he was able to see the, the war that happened even before the creation of, of the earth between Archangel Michael and mm -hmm. Satan and the fall of Satan and all his angels. And Michael is three Hebrew words actually, me, ka il me means who ka like or similar il god so michael in this war he said to satan who is like god who is similar to god because satan want to put his throne above the throne of god so michael came and told him you cannot you are not like god god is god you are a servant of god you are a slave to god this is actually something important to notice in the book of Revelation that uh, it doesn't go chronologically. Like uh, we talked about the seven trumpets going to the end of times, then we're talking again about the story of the church from the beginning, then even before the church, the fight between Michael and Satan. Now Satan was cast out and uh, he started persecuting the church, the, the woman. And then we hear about that God is protecting the church. How did God or what are the means by which God will protect his church in this story? In his incarnation, when the Lord Jesus Christ was crucified and Satan approached the Lord to take his soul as he did with all the people before Christ, at this moment the Lord bound Satan. And Satan is bound from the time of the cross until before the second coming of Christ, 
when Satan will be released for a short time. So by binding Satan, he gave us power of victory over Satan. That's why we read in verse 11, and they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. So here actually, the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, Eucharist, and the word of their testimony, which actually is the word of God, these are two powerful tools in our hand to defeat Satan. So how God actually protected us by giving us his blood and by giving his word and through these two tools, among other tools, we can defeat Satan. And that's how God protected the church. There are actually a couple of verses left in this chapter, but they are very important to learn about. So we will leave them to next time because we are out of time. So see you next time in God's Revelation.